Hello there, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life, Thursday, June the 11th. How are you doing? Thank you for hitting on the button, do appreciate it. It is, um, I guess, a week into now my daughter, who's five, being allowed to go back to primary school, which if you're listening from the States is called elementary school, I believe, where you are, maybe even kindergarten because she's only five. She is in the first year of, of schooling and she's going back Thursdays and Fridays, slightly reduced hours on those days which has been a real kind of uplift to her. She's an only child, so it's been a huge uh, boost for her spiritually and and energy-wise. And not that she's been particularly down with us at home, but it's been pretty boring for her. So lockdowns are are releasing, and I hope wherever you are that you're safe well and we can kind of attenuate our anxiety over both health and financial concerns at the moment. On the health side, uh, shout out to cytoplan.co.uk, cytoplan food supplement company based not far from me in the west of England and if you go to cytoplan.co.uk you're able to get a 10% discount in association uh, with the podcast draper10 is the discount code d-r-a-p-e-r-10 um, so it's uh, the number 10 as well one zero which I'm sure you you know what number 10 looks like in the new numerals uh, it is um also an association of the podcast with Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Whilst the lockdown has relaxed in part, that service is still very much remote, I believe, Jason Briggs and his team. Jason, I'm going to text him today, try and get him on to talk Manchester United in the 1980s next week. And uh, beyond that, his affiliation with the club. But his team will be uh, on email on phone through the website Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV are very much contactable on social media as well modern way of the world um, on social media it has been fervent this weekend uh, this week uh, for a period now since the horrific death and alleged murder and some people say take the alleged out but as a journalist I have to keep that in for the moment but George Floyd in the United States uh, at the hands of uh, apparent police brutality filmed by a young lady called Danella Frazier. And it's um, an opportune moment for me to speak about something I don't really know viscerally is the sense of inequality and injustice and disparity that African-Americans still feel and Afro-Caribbeans and and people of um, black and ethnic minority backgrounds in the UK. We've come to realise with um, protests, not only in the US and the UK, but around the world. So I'm going to speak to my old verbal sparring partner on the boxing podcast at Sky Sports, good friend of mine Spencer Fearon to illuminate this issue give his perspective which is a lot more valid than mine but I want to listen and learn and hopefully uh, those of you who are kind of white middle class like me can get some some insight into it and perhaps what we can do to instigate change other than trying to be decent and equitable people ourselves which is I think been my approach uh, having grown up in the Caribbean and, and, try, and sort of been aware that race is sort of a social construct and the science backs that up but having how much melanin in your skin is is kind of not any way an indicator of your quality as a person, your talents, your character. Um, I'm sure that those of us who've, who've lived a little bit and moved around the world are aware of that, that individuals very much um, based on their kind of moral fibre and, and intellectual ability, et cetera, et cetera. It's very much individual. It's not based on culture, ethnicity, skin colour, whatever else, uh, or gender, indeed, or sexuality, or any other kind of weird, social group that we we put each other into but clearly it's an issue that people are still divided into these groups and it's not fair not a level playing field so i'm going to speak to spencer about that and if you want to hit follow him 
on social media at Master Knowledge, and he can talk more about where you can find him as well. He works not only as a former boxer, promoter, historian of the sweet science, works very much as a social activist and motivator as well, working with um, none other than Les Brown, one of the internationally renowned African-American motivational speakers, and indeed someone who resonates to all of us, I think, in terms of his power, ability to, to get people galvanised. Les Brown and, and Spence very much on that, that training regime as well and, and that, those footsteps to be a motivational speaker. Let's see what he has to say. Cheers, guys. Hope you like it. Thank you. Spence, hello. You're here. How you doing, Draymond? Well? What's up, mate? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How you homeschooling today? I haven't dragged you away, have you? The, the missus yeah, is going to be I, upset. <laughs> no, no, I'm homeschooling, but I've got bits to do as well. So, yeah. Thank you, bud. How, how, how are you? How's the family? Yeah, everything's good. Um, it's like I got to give ra- I got to give ratings to my um my, my sorry I got to give ratings to my missus because she's doing all that homeschooling yeah with my son which is that math is confusing to me man. <laughs> How old is he? He's eight. Oh wow! And then I got my other two little girls that I'm that I take care of, but I do. You can hear him in the background. So yeah, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Oh, it's good. It's good. How have you have you found the time? Um, we spoke a couple of times over lockdown, but have you enjoyed it's, it's the been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been very rewarding, you know? Yeah. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been very, very rewarding. And um, in this crazy time, um, it has been. Um, I've lost a couple of family members from COVID. So that's been um, a bit of an eye opener. Mm. Um, because before, <clears throat> you know me, because we've worked together, yeah. I'm a massive conspiracy theorist, but. Um, mm. This thing's real. Yeah. And then the rest of the stuff that's happening in the world right now, um, this is very climactic. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you, with the coronavirus thing, I'm sorry to hear that. And we, we've talked about it in the past. That, do you think that's a difference? Because you mentioned the conspiracy theories, particularly even in the UK, that certain towns, certain cities have been hit so much harder than others that people don't understand because they may not have had a, an outbreak in their area. Um, yeah, well, it seems that way that certain people don't don't understand. But um, I know guys who I used to go to school with passed from it. Mm. Um, who were like in my year. Wow, guys. Um, um, what's it? Three family members have uh, have passed from oh, it. Mate. So it is something that you have to take very very seriously. Mm. No, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll talk about no, boxing and how how boxing works its its way back, like everything else from. But let's talk about the, the Black Lives Matters. What, what have your reflections been, obviously, from the, the tragedy and now the, the outpouring of emotion and hopefully some unity on that? Do you think it's, is, it, is there going to be a positive to come from this? Um, I'm just going to be 100. Uh, what were you saying? There's going to be a positive from this. If it's going to, if it means that it is awakening people's mindset, so it's. It's not um, something that you are you are consciously doing, but it's seeped in your subconscious. Mm. Then that can only be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And right. for for, for, for white people like me, do you think it's because my sort of assumption was, and I've you know, I li- my first school was in the Caribbean, and I was a minority, but it's a different it's a different structure. I know I understand that there, but I've always thought that if you're just treat people as you want to be treated, as as you find them for their individual merits. But it seems like that's not good enough in a way that people are saying, actually, you need to be aware of what's going on around you in society and, and change it quickly, not hope that it happens 
just because you're being a decent person. Well, the thing about it is this, Ed, um, you're more than a decent person. Um, and God bless me, we did, we did what, three years together on a show. So. Brilliant, man. I miss it. I miss it every week. <laughs> we spent the yeah. whole Wednesday. I, I think, I think at, this, at this time now, I think Sky is missing me, right? So mm. I'm saying it's, it's um, good people are good people. So I, I, can I, can I, I'll be the biggest hypocrite in the world if I was to sit down as a person of colour, sorry, not a person of colour, as a black person, mm. Or, and and have it in my mindset that, oh, all white people are bad. And unfortunately, when people hear Black Lives Matter, I think certain European people think that we're thinking that white people are uh, initially bad. Because mm. they're not. Right? Yeah. Because that was the case. Then I've got three daughters and a son. Um, two of my daughters have white godfathers. Mm. Right? Who, yeah. are, who, who are active as godfathers. Yeah, right? just, just people, yeah, yeah. People are people, right? Mm. And people get too confused on this, this race thing and this nonsense because there is only one race. It's yeah. the human race. Yeah. And no matter how cliche it sounds, this is the truth. What we are, we are tribal, right? Mm. Mm. By ethnicity. Right, my daughter's running around the house. That's right? all right, I love it. Right, right. <laughs> we are... We are we, we are tribal by ethnicity, but we are also cultural. So we're cultural to the things of our understanding that we can affiliate with mm. and which we we feel comfortable with. And that is it. There yeah. is nothing else for, for us to go um, around and say, that is it. We need to start looking at our human family. Mm. And I think now, I think now we are realizing that we are one family and one human family and we should live as that mm. it was like my wife who's black mm-hmm. right yeah you know, you know it goes that many guys who <laughs> who, who, who are in the industry very attractive right? very attractive woman from the pictures i've seen yeah thank you very much right <laughs> so what happens is she was livid yesterday uh there was a video out of um, guys attacking a policeman, mm. fighting with a policeman, and she was livid. She said, "How is this helping the struggle?" And it's not, mm. and that's the truth, because we need to 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 deal with things with a level of consciousness and awareness that what you do right now is going to reverberate for history, mm-hmm. yeah. and that that is so important. Mm. yeah yeah you you mentioned tribalism which i think is really interesting because uh, i'm just thinking about all areas of society be it nationality religion um sex gender sometimes people are you know oppositional to to other people who are male against female or uh, even you know this is ridiculous but spence in football you're not a massive football fan yourself but you know people sometimes question whether as a Manchester United fan, I should be friends with Liverpool fans. You, think, hey, what? you know what? You know what? <laughs> yeah. I've said this, I said this uh, on Sky, um, my icon, right? Yeah. They ran a drive for Black History Month. And I said a couple of things, which now I know for a fact Sky is saying, yeah, he was absolutely right. Mm. And I know because of how I am, and I'm very upfront, I'm not, it, it, it's going to take time for people to actually know me. Mm. But when you, when you are adhering to truth, 
truth is more important in my life mm. because when you deal with truth, you'll always be proven right. So I'm dealing with truth. So I've said certain things. It was like when I was there and, and, and it, it felt a bit like it was tokenism. Mm. It mm. did. Like, well, I'm there and people know how, how far left I am. So, oh, no one could ever dream of calling Sky mm. Races because you know what? We've got someone like Spencer Phil on here. But when I called for um, mm. more black and brown people to be in places of position, like management, mm-hmm. right? Like the boardroom. Not just inside of places like Sky, but in most institutions where they're earning off the back of yeah. black and brown people, like Eddie Hearn's office, like Frank Warren's office, I called that, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't, yeah. saying it, I wasn't saying it because I'm saying, like, they're racist. Well, you know what? Mm, you know what I mean? Mm. I think everybody's racist. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Everybody is. And if you mm. haven't, then you've got a lack of self-esteem. Well, it's also select recruitment is... It's such a complex thing. When I think about gatekeepers, and you know, I've had ups and downs of experiences where I thought I was going to get a job or not get a job, and it's often just one person's sort of whimsical decision. Do you think that is that the crux of it? That we need more objective. Yes, we do. Thoughtful, and I think, and I, thoughtful processes. I think yes, we do. But I think um, in a in a in the in the climate like now, it's the fact that we are now at the table for major discussion. And can you believe? Martin Luther mm. King and the civil rights movement of the 60s. Yeah. That we flipped the page, right? 60 mm. years ahead, and we're still talking about this bullshit? Mm. It's embarrassing. And the, where does the buck lie? The buck doesn't lie on, on, on black people. The buck mm. has lied in the powers that be that happen to be Europeans. Mm. Right? So... Yeah. That, that's well, the thing that needs to be addressed. And when Spencer, you speak about you, it, oh, yeah. oh, you got to watch that one. He's a bit of a troublemaker. Oh. <laughs> so what happens is people in this, I'm telling you now, black people who get into jobs or position, what they do, they have to wear a mask to really uh, uh, veil their true inhibitions and their true yeah. feelings. Can't and, be themselves. Yeah, no, that's that, exactly. That's what happens. So it's, you know what I mean? And, and like certain people have to play this inoffensive um overly gentle black person right mm. just so they don't piss off white establishment yeah well do you think do you think that alternative media now the internet we've seen the rise of eiffel tv with coogan cassius and, and co it's a fantastic service and actually the interviews they've got are really long form you know it's built on that intimacy it's a different you've got your podcast with tundi ajayi as well we're doing this here now that people have got more of an opportunity to prove that you can be authentic as long as you're talented. And I, I would argue that you got a job at Sky because your knowledge, your analysis is, is phenomenal. Your ability to communicate is, is fantastic. That's why you got the job at Sky, I would have thought, were leaned upon and had such a big following for that. But do you think now people are realising you don't have to look a certain way, you don't have to speak a certain way as long as, you, you know, as long as you're understood, you can have your own accent, you can have your own... Um, you know, kind of jargon or whatever it is that people are well, not, well, not, the, inter- well, the internet not, proves. Well, yeah, people, of course. People accept well, it. I'm trying to say that the world's changing and we've got to change with the world, right? Yeah. And you know what? We're seeing people who are heads of things right now. And I've, I've heard, or many times, we're, we're, I've had senior people in, 
in so many different pla- work placements, right? And my mm. phone's blowing right now because I've been vehemently standing by this. Right, but when you stand up for this, the easiest thing for ignorant people to do is to brand you racist. So I get branded racist all the time. Oh, Spencer's yeah. racist. I said, do you realise how many freaking white people I've got around <laughs> me in my life? Really? I know. Right. Well, every you, every you, fight you, predi- every you, fight prediction you got called that if you if you picked a black fight, fight to become, win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I'm trying to say. That's that's the insecurities of of certain European people or certain people not feeling comfortable. Because I realize that it goes. Certain people feel uncomfortable by a confident black person, and they're gonna turn around mm. and say, "Oh no," because they 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 think confidence is cockiness, or they think mm. in their mindset. Or we go back to the sixties, they think you're an uppity n word. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. got watch that one. It's gonna be trouble. No, I'm just speaking the rules. I listen to me. I love the fact that I'm actually British, right? Mm. And yes, there are some atrocious things in British history that are diabolical, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, let's let's all just get over it," because this is mm. what this is what most senior people who have worked with me in TV have said, oh, well, what we got to do, we just got to get over it. No, we have to address it mm. first. Yeah. If I Otherwise, what happens took to some... a knife and yeah. stabbed, you in your, stabbed you in your leg and you're bleeding, right? Mm. And I said, oh, that was ages ago. Let's just get over yeah. it. You know that wound's going to get septic. Yeah. Right, you know well, what, what I mean? Yeah, so what, what address, impact... That's what needs to be addressed. There's no yeah. more elephant in the rooms. You really look at the elephants in the room analogy, Right. The elephant yeah. has got children now, has given birth to little baby elephants that have grown and had 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 children as well, and they've got other elephants. So it's not just an elephant in the room; it is a zoo filled of elephants right now. Yeah, what is the yeah what that that impact? Because people talk about slavery being hundreds of years ago, but that still resonates, doesn't it, in black communities? Of the impact of that, of course, it does. But we have to remember, it's like when you say like slavery. When we talk about this, is what I know it's like when they do black history and stuff. God bless them, they're trying, right? But when they do yeah. black history, it doesn't it doesn't start our black history doesn't start at slavery. I'll just realize no. this, right? Yeah, right. It doesn't start. Well, it starts start it starts at the very start of humanity, doesn't it? Of course, I suppose. Of, of course, it does. But when you think about black black history, of course, it starts at the very start of humanity because the first people on the earth were black. Yeah. You do realise that, uh, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, 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 they think white skin colour is only about, could be 10,000 years old. Not even 10,000. Like yeah. It's not even 10,000 years old. Um, no. How um, European, Europeans got formalised uh, was from Turkey. Mm. And from the Caucasus Mountains, hence the word Caucasian. Ah. Uh-huh. And that okay. was around about uh, 8,000 years ago. Yeah, to and, deal with the lack of sun, isn't right, it? Exactly. In the, in the deal, north, deal yeah. with lack of sun. But that was a survival. That's what that was. You think about it. nature is so advanced <laughs> that it's saying, well, in order for you to survive where you are, we got, <laughs> we got, exactly. And hence the lack yeah. of melanin over years and years and years and years and years, thousands of years. Bingo, we've had, right, 5,000 years. That's the, that's, the, that's the only difference is melanin. It's to do with the UV, isn't it? That's, yeah, the, that is it. that's the amazing thing. That yeah. Is it. yeah. So think about it. So white people come from black folks. All right, then they come originally from black people. Yes, they do own it. Mm. So what? That even more so to make you realize that right, we are actually one human family. End mm. the story. Yeah, and it's yeah. nonsense. Let me tell you this, man. I'm dealing with people, right? I've had Asian guys who I'm not too keen on. I've had white guys I'm not too keen on. <laughs> I've had 
black guys I'm not too keen on. This is just how it goes, right? I've had white guys that I love emphatically. I've got, yeah. I go through the whole spectrum, right? Yeah. But I'm, what I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be drawn into all of this, this, this race stuff, but I do realise. Yeah. I remember four years ago when the Black Lives Matter march, right? Yeah. I went on Black Lives Matter march, and when I went on the march, while I was there, and this is the time where we're still doing the show as well, and everybody mm. was coming up to me saying, respect that you're here. Like, prominent black people. Respect, no, mm. respect, respect that you're here, but don't you think, like, you shouldn't be here because you're doing bits in the media? I said, are you crazy? Mm. Right? So, like, right. And the, the thing about it is, is when you're, when you're, and it's, it's sad for people to think, like, it was pioneering thinking, and, like, you know I mean? I put a post and I was like, oh, don't it hurt you that you was right about what you were saying? I'm saying no, because I know certain black people, the young black people, they're not cultured in knowing history. So if you're not mm. cultured in knowing history, somebody speaking about it, it seems like an alien force. You mean, what the hell are you talking about? Right? So mm. if black people think that, there's been certain young kids who, who I've spoken to, like Joshua Boratzi is getting some mad backlash now. He was just talking about really? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Dick, you've met Joshua. Remember, he, he was there when he came yeah. on the show. He is the most inoffensive person on the planet. He is Lovely so guy, yeah. placid. Yeah. And a devout Christian as well, right? Mm. He's been getting backlash because he spoke about it saying, like, it's bad and things need to change. Da, da, da. He wouldn't say nothing derogatory to nobody. And on his page, oh, I'm blocking you. I'm never talking to you again. Oh, people get... Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and, and like, he phoned me yesterday. He said, you know what? I, like, Spence, when you were telling me about racial differences and all the rest of it, I used to think you had a trick on your shoulder. So, if I'm saying, if you're a black person thinking that, right, what mm. do you think white people think? What is it? Is it is that those people are just fearful, are they? They're fearful that they'll lose out or they feel guilty about the past. I don't feel... know. I don't, listen, yeah. I don't know what it is, but what we do need to yeah. do, we need to be embracing of all cultures and understanding all cultures. But what happens is this, if you just had one plight of agenda, think about it, mm. right? Jesus Christ looked more like me than he ever did you, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. go on, go for stand up and say, Jesus was a black person. They'd go nuts. What? Mm. What are you talking about? <laughs> My Lord, my Savior. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, but, the picture. Right. He looks like a bit of a hippie, right, doesn't he? The right, picture exactly. white hippie. But, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but I know in the book of Revelation, verse 14 and 15, it says that his hair's like lamb's wool. I know you haven't got lamb's wool hair. His feet mm. like burnished brass. I know you haven't got burnished brass in you. Right, that's no. way more like my skin tone because I'm not a darker skinned black person, right? That's way mm. like my skin tone than yours. Yeah, right? it's true. The region of, of the region of the world where he came from, he more looked like me than he did look like you, right? Mm. But check this one out. When slavery and the major slave ships uh, of the, uh, the good ship Ludwig, when that landed in America in 1619, right? Mm. Yeah. When, when the African, and most of them came out from West Africa, when they were taken to America, and that wasn't the first part of slavery or the, or the transatlantic slave trade, it was from mm. 1525, and it was the Portuguese that were commissioned by their queen and their monarchy mm. to go and do so, right? And so much mm -hmm. money was being made from it that they think, sure, if we can get all this free... They went South America, yeah. yeah. all this free yeah. labor, yeah. So it started to go all over the place, Right? Alexander, mm. Sir, Sir Alexander Drake went to mm. the Queen Elizabeth I and stated to her, we should do the slave trade. 
And Queen Elizabeth I replied back to him and saying, oh, if we did that, we'd be scorned by God. These are her words, wow. right? Pick up a book. Mm. It's in history books, right? And yeah, so it's always been, it's always been people that are, they realise it's abhorrent, right. you know, right. just by its, but its nature. She said, yeah. let me sleep on it for a day. She slept on it for one night. And the next day she said, all right, yeah, go ahead and go do it. Because they're thinking about economics. Right. And what the, the easiest thing to do was to dehumanise black people. Mm. Well, those Africans, they have no soul. Right? Yeah, fake science. Right, exactly. Right. Then, yeah, then then of the fake science of eugenics. Come on, man. So this is this has been something so far, far, far that it's bred inside your DNA. This is what happens. Mm. And when you understand about uh, uh, bio-eugenics, you understand that your thought process can, can affect your, your, your biological structure. So if mm. you're thought that you are nothing, for years, black people in America specifically, Mm-hmm. Black people in America were were landed properly when, on the slave trade of 1619. So that's 400 years. Imagine yeah. February 25th, um, 1964, when Muhammad Ali beat um, Sonny Liston famously when he stopped him, right? Mm. When he stopped him yeah. in eight rounds, what, what happened then? You know what I mean? What, what happened then? Yeah. Ali couldn't even vote. He was world mm. heavyweight champion. At that time, we had like 164. People don't realize how recent that stuff is. I think that's the key. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. He couldn't. Blink right. So all of a sudden, uh, right. When the black man was taken as a slave, he wasn't even allowed to read. Do you understand that? Wow. If you mm. could read, you would die. You'd yeah. be hung. If you could read. Yeah. So wait a minute. They took away your name. So, because our names weren't John Smith, Paul whatever, no, no, we had African names. They took away your name. They took away your language. So you weren't allowed to speak in your dialected tongue of the region and origin of where you came from. They took away that, right? Mm. They yeah. took away your culture. So all of these things were stripped from you. And also they took away your spiritual system because they took away your religion. Because yeah. the slaves that were taken from Africa, well, they weren't slaves, they were human beings, but the people who were, and you think of what slavery was, slavery was human kidnapped, and yeah. I don't want to hear that shit about, oh, well, you know, black sold, they have a black into slavery, yes, they did, but who benefited from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, of course they did. You know, the white, the white man on the, in North America on the cotton right, plants. Right, right, so, yeah. imagine, and so much when we're talking about this, this, this protest, I have seen 1865, when people don't get along in America because they had the Civil War. What was the Civil War about? Well, the Civil War was about the economical structure of what mm. the, the, the South had because they had free labour in slaves. It, right? Yeah. It had nothing to do with, oh, well, it's really bad that, you know, we got... Yeah. No, it was all economics. Have you, have you seen Gone with the Wind? Because I've never watched that film till a, a couple of weeks ago and it's obviously it's supposedly in Western culture, iconic film and romantic story it's, it's pretty horrific i mean there's this it's all about nostalgia for the the slave days in in southern america up you know before and after the civil war it's oh, it's wow. just incredible oh. to me that that's, so, that's so, renowned so these these things need to be addressed and i just want people just to realize this right i'm not looking for anybody's sympathy and i don't think the majority of black people are looking for anybody's sympathy what they're looking for is their empathy and i think they're getting that especially in america they're getting the empathy mm. of other white people who say, yeah, cool, I'm going to come out, I'll march on you. But in turn, yeah. there are certain people, because this is all, 
structured. It's all structured. Mm -hmm. This Black Lives Matter thing is not an organic movement, right? It's being mm -hmm. pioneered mm -hmm. through financing. Right? Of course really? Because the person that, that finances most of the money is George Soros. Do you know anything about George Soros? Right. I don't, a white I... billionaire. He got more money than dirt. And he uh, funds a lot of feminist movements and all the rest of it. And he's a massive Democrat. He loves okay. he's, he's he is the largest contributor to the Democratic Party. So he has a, he has a he has a sort of noble virtuous goal. He's not doing this to to undermine the sort of pandemic. No, no, no. Like it's been Black Lives Matter going on no. for a hot minute, right? So, mm. like I'm saying, as soon as soon as we start realizing that we're all one family, right? Then we can yep. get away with Black Lives Matter. We can throw that away. We don't need it. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a sort of duality, isn't there? It's really confusing because you, you you know as individuals, as you say and as I say, when you encounter people, you want to you want to treat them and rate them according to their individual qualities, their morals, their intelligence, their humour, all that stuff, which I think we do on a one to one level. But clearly, in the, the system, it's not working in the sense that people aren't getting those opportunities. How do we do that? What do you th things like positive discrimination? Are they fair to to either the people being elevated no, 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 or, no, no, or the, no. the other I'm, people. I'm what do you think? If the right person goes to the job, the right person should get it. But usually it's mm. always a bringing to a bringing. Facts. Yeah. You've got to know someone yeah. to know someone. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to go to school with him and now he's here, blah, blah, blah. And you just finished university. Yeah. You go, right. That's what usually happens. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I've been, you know me, I'm a pretty fearless person. I'm, those things don't bother mm. me. Right? Anything I want, I'm just going to go mm. and get. And God's blessed me. And that's the truth. So I'm saying yeah. you, you have to have just a fearlessness to achieve and work hard because it's a simple process. And the, sub sub yeah. and the subconscious bias is that we think people who do a certain job look like X. Don't we? That's the issue, I think. And it's not about, it's not listen, about CV. Listen, it's not about talent. It's about... I used to get that all the time. I remember when I was promoting and my children were, they were the nuts. I ain't gonna, I'm not even saying to be boastful, right? They were the nuts, right? <laughs> and I remember... Um, uh, my missus' work colleagues came came to one of my shows. So we're going back ten years ago now, right? Come to one of my shows, yeah. And so then afterwards, the guy was questioning that it was my show. What? what mm. right, that's your show? And yeah, he's questioning. What? Yeah, uh, um, one of her one of her work colleagues who happened to be white was questioning that it was my show. He said, "What? That's your show? That you put that show on?" Really? I was at the boxing. Like, I went down to the office to go collect it from work. When I was there, we was talking. Uh, wow. I was like, did you join the boxing? He said, yeah, it was fantastic. Because I gave a bunch of tickets to a couple of work colleagues. Right? So, yeah. And yeah. so he's like, what? That was your show? I said, yeah, it was my show. I'm like, but do you get what I'm trying to say to you? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We could have Googled you and seen your, your history in boxing. And, and even not with that, that's just a, that's the subconscious. Right, of, right. Yeah, that's, that's astounding. That's, yeah. 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 It's like, and I'm being real. You walk into Sky. How many senior black people do you know who work at Sky? Go on, go on. You're there. Go on, tell me. Uh, I know. I, I'm not going to name people, but I know, and I don't know. You know yeah. what I'm like. I don't yeah. know the yeah. independent because I don't. Yeah, I work I, in the like, broadcast. Exactly. I don't know the, the titles, but I know. There are none. I would say I know one. One, but no, I don't know you're thinking is, Tony Lester, the guy that runs. Though. That's what you're thinking about. Well, yeah, there's another guy called Andy Leslie. He's, he's high right, up in right. planning. High up in planning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But is he the boss there? Come on, man. Exactly. This yeah. is what I'm trying to say to you. And I've said it, and I'll say it with my chest out. And that's not me fighting now, Sky. Because I'm really glad that Sky have said, you know what? They made the disclaimer the other day saying that, you know what? We are going to get more uh, 
right, we're going to spend, yeah. they made a pledge. But as they've said that now, have, yeah. I know that I'll be sending all the is in to check where that money's gone, right? Because everyone, yeah. everybody's on me, it's like, Spence, you've been fighting this thing for so long, I'm tired. I said, I don't fight this shit no more, right? <laughs> because I'll be yeah. saying it when it was a now it's fashionable. Everyone's there's been some, like, yeah, yeah. From me, there's, man. there's been some passionate internal debate at Sky, and with, with really brave and, and kind of intelligent and, and reasoned arguments from, from black members of staff arguing the case. And actually, they, they are no, listening. No, no, I think, no. It's, only because, hand, it's only because their hands being forced to listen, right? Just like who was, mm. it, who was it that said something about racism on football? Was it Gary Neville, right? He right. may have done, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was Gary Neville yeah. that said something and the presenter said, this is not the thoughts of Sky straight away. They're dissociating themselves from winning. This is a white person. White as can be talking about this. Yeah. Right. I haven't right. heard yeah, that. Yeah. So no, no, but that's what happened. Confirm, right? yeah. It's not me yeah. having a dig at Sky. I'm just using it because, that, right, that's our common affinity. Right? Mm. This goes on all around the bloody place, mate. Do you know what I mean? So when mm. I'm saying that I'm tired of it, I am tired of it. And all that we're seeing yeah. right yeah. now is pent-up emotions of years of not of the lack of representation. Yeah, I, it's so. It, it, I mean, not to trivialise it, the, the sort of skin colour one's a huge one in terms of unconscious bias. But I remember reading statistics about even people who are short are less likely to get management positions. Bald men are less likely to get management positions. Women are obviously less likely. It, it's really strange that ideas people have in their heads. Right, it's not right, objective. Exactly. It can be of who of who of who a a manager looks like, I guess, is the, the thing. And it's, it's, really, right. it's really complex to unpick. And one of our colleagues this week, Jessica Crichton, was saying, she said publicly, and so I'm not sort of um, kind of telling anything that's not, not public, but she has said that, you know, she, in the past, people have judged her according to facial expressions, her hair, um, things that, you know, we haven't even considered that, you know, that, that may be well, different well, based well, on her culture. Exactly. So these are yeah. the things that I have spoken about on, on on numerous occasions. The major thing is this, is that it, changes have now been implemented in major companies. Um, I'm advising mm. um, HSBC, um, one of their top guys contacted me for me to advise um, his staff. So, mm. and, and, yeah. and it's an honor that everybody's coming to me now because I've been like a flag bearer for this for ages. Good. So it's, it's, it's now that it's, it's reached a, a, a pinnacle now we can get on and, and do what mm. we're doing. Spence, the movement spread around the world and obviously it originated with the, the horrible tragic death it of didn't George Floyd, Floyd in the US. I lived... Of... No, it, no, it, it brought, it brought, that. Yeah, course, yeah. it brought to the forefront of this Black Lives Matter of this of, of George Floyd. Yeah. Right? But this has been going but on for I wanted, ages. I wanted, but yeah. it's not only a case of that because I want people to realise that this, I'm saying to everybody, to, 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 to um, every person, tribal person, I don't want to say race or different races, mm. right? Um, that mm. it affects you too. And now that I'm yeah. all I'm pledging for is people's empathy. That is it. But at the same time, yeah. don't get twisted and think there ain't no bad people or black or ain't no bad people or white or ain't no good people or black or ain't. of course it is. So it shouldn't be a factor of black and white. Mm. It's quite simple. When I'm saying we all need to stand together, white people are included in that. We yeah. need to stand together because it's good versus evil. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. And we need to we, we need to we need to basically keep our eyes open and be fair in our assessments of people if we're in positions of, of job empowerment or or whatever. So I think that's listen, man, not listen, not listen, uh, live by stereotypes. One hundred. Ed Robson is one of the most 
unracist people that I know. Right? He is the mm. most he's mm. a, seriously. He get he'll get upset, he'll complain about things where he knows that white people are being racist. He'll go nuts, right? He's just one of mm. those guys, right? Mm. Yeah. But in his position right now, even he's at a loss right now. I think he's head of skyboxing right now. Even him in his position, he doesn't understand mm. because he doesn't understand there are cultural differences within black people. Yeah, you know I mean, certain people yeah. are are deemingly, and it sounds crazy, but certain people are deemed more black than other black people. Certain people get more ratings or more love or more regard within the black community than other black people. Because certain people are looked at like they've stood by the struggle and been proud to stand by the struggle and haven't been one of those who think, well, I'm all right because I'm famous and I'm on TV, I'm making some money. <clears throat> that uh, the things that happen in the world, well, I'm... I'm I'm disassociated from it. No, stand in the struggle, mm. and there's a reward in truth. Mm. Yeah, there, yeah. I think. Well, hopefully we, we do do get. That. I wanted to ask you quickly about the states where I was starting there because I was reading a book called "The Empire of the Summer Moon," which is about the Comanche Native American tribe in the states in the 19th century, real war mongering um, tribe but eventually they were decimated like the rest of the the native americans the, the red indians that they call they're called in the book and um refer to themselves that it's it, that was the 19th century and it's just this book read detailing on both sides the savagery was was unreal do you think cause i lived in the states for a couple of years and it felt the material i remember having a black colleague who didn't want to go out into the crowd at a game an american football game to do interviews because he wasn't sure of the reception um, this was in a rural, rural part of America in Ohio. Do you think there is a distinction between the, the states and the UK? And I know it's it's an uprising around uh, the world. And it's a problem uh, around the world. But do you uh, think how, how much, how much it's particularly is, how much bigger is America pertinent? than the UK? Yeah, well, it's well, land size is what, okay. 30, 40 times. I mean, population well, is exactly. about six so times. So therefore, that's that's the only difference. The only difference is the the the, the racial skill. That is it. I think there's, yeah. I'm gonna be real. If I was in America right now, I'll be a global superstar. Right? I'm just being real. Yeah. I'm, right, exactly. The way I'm the culture works. Englishman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Who, who's who's yes. a ridiculous yeah. boxing historian. I'll be a superstar. And that's the truth. <laughs> but, and, and it is, and it's yeah. like, America is way more racial than the UK. Right? But there is covert mm. racism, hidden racism. Right? There is, and they know how to yeah. conceal it. They really, they're, they're very good at concealing it. But I'm not talking about Mm. My white next door neighbors to me, right? I'm gonna say my son's eight years old. Mm. He was distraught yesterday, right? Distraught mm. because um, yeah. my neighbor next door to me was complaining about the noise. I had to explain to her: you have to realize that uh, I've well, everybody's on lockdown. It's the heat of emotion now, but she knocked my door, yeah. and things got a little bit heated uh, with my wife. With her, my wife said, "Look, just mm. move away from my door." I mean, we bought our house just like you bought yours, right? So anyway, mm-hmm. um, she 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 left, but while she left, she said like, "Oh, you know what? I don't know what to do." It's like I want to call the police. She said that my son's eight. He started crying. He has no trust in yeah. the police force because he's been constantly being pushed about. These white officers wow. have killed a black man in America. Yeah. He's distraught. Yeah. And I had yeah. to go and I had serious words. That's amazing. And like straight away, my neighbor's not racist. All right. She's a miserable old cow, yeah. but she's not racist. 
And you know I mean a lot of people envy bro because you know I, mean? I live I live, I live, I live in a pretty nice yeah, yeah, area yeah, all the rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got nice nice car, I've got nice trinkets. Yeah. So but they good for you. You're right. Oh, you're always the best dressed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Best dressed so and they all know that. They thank you very much, sir. Right. And they all know and they all know like they know who I am. You know what I mean? I'm not just I'm, I'm celebrity in the area. So it's like, <laughs> but my son is and I went, I said, look, and when you're knocking on the door, you're and you're 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 claiming about about noise. Number one, because we live in a private block, right? Um, you're complaining about mm. noise, and then you're saying about oh, it's like you want to call the police. I said, my son, I said, I want you to understand. My son in the my son is eight and he's in tears now. He's in bits, and the lady was so. But I'm not racist, man. I said, listen, nobody said you. Were. I know you're not racist, right? But I'm just trying to mm. say, you just mm. need to correctly choose your wordings. Right now, when you're saying things, because yeah, like who feels it knows it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that, and, that, and and fearing that distance and not having an open communication then just breeds that yeah. tribalism which you talked about, isn't it? People right. sort of don't right. understand right. each other, they don't and, talk, and, they and, kind and of the sit, best way to sit. do it is to, is to talk about it, right? Because let me mm. just tell you this, right? Hand on my heart, I've got some white friends yeah. that I know. I reckon I'd be as cocky to think like. Close to not laying down their life for me, they'll they'll do everything else, right? Mm. I've got some yeah. some black people around me who will claim to be my friends, but let anything go wrong in my life, and I don't think I'll see him again. So this is mm. there's good and bad in everyone, and that's what we have to realize. There are good and bad in every in everybody, and I just want to associate, yeah. I just want to associate what, with the what good, the good to rise to the top. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lesson of history when you read about the atrocities and how bad people have prospered in certain times. You do want that to change. And, and hopefully we're getting there. Spence, on to your subject of, of expertise as well. What's, um, what's your thoughts on boxing at the moment? How worried I'm, are you about, I'm not worried. about a lot of boxers out there? Um, because no. if you are a boxer, right, every fight that you have is one less mm. out of your career that you're going to have. On this time now, you should be training. You should be working on things, little subtle things, mm. to give you that longevity to bring you um, further down the line when boxing does come back properly. Because it's going to come back, right? And crowds are going mm. to come back as well. Don't get twisted if it's not. Crowds are going to come back. Yeah, I think people will be desperate right. to as soon as they exactly. get the, the release, or a lot of people to, will. To, to be announced yesterday when Tyson Fury said that he just got off the phone with his, his advisor, Daniel Kinahan, and... The fight with Andy Joshua is, is the financials have been agreed for two fights. Then that's incredible. Yeah. yeah what What do you make of that? Because they're talking about that Dillian White might have to wait till twenty twenty three. We, Dillian, we both know White, Dillian as Dillian well, White which seems unfair to him. But... Time. Hmm. I think he's going to be financially rewarded. Hmm. He's going to be. So he'll be, he'll be, he'll be paid for sort of step aside money. And let's talk about um, Tyson Fury may become the franchise champion and the WBC title will be vacant and then um, when the WBC title is vacant Dylan White almost probably has to fight uh, uh, Lewis Ortiz or somebody yeah yeah and what do you th- what's your read on that fight Martin Rogan former uh, Northern Irish heavyweight he told me he thought Fury inside six rounds and he says that well, Fury hits harder well, than, my, than people appreciate um, Tyson Fury in, in Ireland. I was ringside for that fight. I had a kid fighting on the underground yeah. down there. And um, that was a Hennessy ah. show. Um, 
And Tyson Fury boxed yeah. that fight completely southpaw. Right. Tyson yeah. Fury, he's multifaceted. But I'm not going to say he'd win in six rounds. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to knock um, um, Anthony Joshua's chances because one thing, Anthony Joshua is ridiculously athletic. But you, at this present moment, you would yeah. you would tip um, Tyson Fury to, to beat Anthony Joshua because the best Anthony Joshua beats the worst Tyson Fury and but the worst Tyson but the best the best the best um Tyson Fury yeah the best Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury beats him he most probably would beat the best Anthony Joshua mm. yeah would you would you would you want Joshua to come well, in well, for the fight um, Joshua has to just come in focused but it's something that we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, ex- we can't escape the fact that what Tyson Fury did a few months ago to to Deontay Wilder was absolutely incredible. And of that guy, yeah, yeah I find it difficult for anyone to beat him. But what I do know about Anthony Joshua, yeah. he's got adaptability and he can bite down his gum short. But <clears throat> but yeah, we're gonna see what Anthony Joshua brings to the table now. It almost feels like Fury's realised that he's a six foot nine inch heavy guy with when he puts weight into his punches. That seemed to be the difference with the Wilder fight, which is what Martin Rogan was saying that he'd been trying to get Fury to do for years as well. When he'd seen him, it's like you know you put that weight on your your punches yeah, that, you, yeah. that you can. Hmm. Um, Spence, quick one. Have you anything for people out there who've been you know people a lot of anxiety around health, a lot of anxiety around money and stuff. What's any motivational words from, from you? Or I know I Les thought, Brown, have you heard from Les during this time about... Uh, the greatest motivational speaker of all time. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, and what I realise is that this time now, when we're going through what we're going through, this is the best time to plan your shit. <laughs> right? Right now. Yeah. It's the best time to plan Get your shit. Yeah. It's the best yeah. time to... You have to be constantly positive because the world's pushing out everything of a negative narrative. So we have to, mm. you know, step forward so we're not in the same place. You know what I mean? We've got to ask, so the answer is never going to be no, because if you're right, and, and we've got to go after what we want. And when you go after what you want, you're going to have it. Because if you don't go after what you want, you'll never, ever have it. So put yourself in a race. And if you woke mm. up this morning, you've got a roof over your head, food in the fridge, and you know where your next meal's coming from, then you've won. It's as simple as that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that but you're right about that proactivity, aren't you? Because the, when the furlough scheme ends, I think it's going to be it's going to be challenging for people. So I think having a having 100%. a sense of where you're going is key. Hmm. Spence, been a pleasure. Yeah. Mate. I've kept you from right, homeschooling too long. Thank, thank you very much. much. We appreciate you Illum- illuminating and educating. Let's appreciate it, Spence. Speak soon. Okay, there you have it. Spencer Fearon at Master Knowledge on Instagram, on Twitter as well, all social media spreading positive, proactive messages. That was illuminating for me, as has been conversations both internally and publicly with black journalists throughout the past week as a white man. Understanding that kind of concept of unconscious bias in particular and the sense of how it can affect society and people's opportunities to progress if they're not fitting an archetypal image of someone of a position of or elevated status such as management in whatever realm 
be it media or or sport or beyond that so i really appreciate spencer who's a long-term friend of mine do miss those wednesdays actually hosting the boxing podcast with spencer both have moved on from those days but it was a real special time spending the entire wednesday together with ourselves our guests our two producers donal and ed another ed um so that was powerful and always good to reconnect with him he's very candid and i think balanced as well as passionate in terms of how um you know people are people but clearly some people through this kind of fake science that's originated in the 16th century as he points out there tremendous history that's basically caused this imbalance and inequality to this very day and the injustice so it was fascinating to hear from him i hope you like that too get in touch with him if so get in touch with me ed draper 81 on twitter ed underscore draper 81 on instagram thanks to the sponsors of the podcast once again bang and olufsen of cheltenham and serene av specialists in the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations and as we look to maybe ease back into some semblance of normality with coronavirus still in the background we are looking to optimize our immunity at the moment um, a reminder that you can get a 10 percent discount from cytoplan which is a company my father is a consultant for dr mark draper and is working on a new immune boosting supplement there food state supplements so they've digested as food would be not like kind of more artificial uh, supplements perhaps I'm not a doctor, but I've uh, taken them for two decades now. And anecdotally, my sort of health has been pretty strong in terms of coughs and colds. And obviously going forward, trying to provide resistance against more severe things like the virus as well. But uh, cytoplan.co.uk, Draper10 is the discount code. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. Please rate the podcast on iTunes if you did. Pretty frank conversation, but I think what will becoming apparent that we do have to have these candid conversations. There's a lot of pain and anger and injustice sense of injustice out there so hopefully this was was helpful to you and illuminating and offered some insight thank you i hope you're well i hope as ever the anxieties around health finance family isolation all the things that have uh, been thrown up into the the air over the past three months now in the uk longer globally um I hope you're kind of um, able to, to create a sense of well-being in yourself and, and a structure. And hopefully this podcast can help to do that as well. Thank you, guys. Have a have a good day and a good weekend.